1: Listening to Fox Sports
4: Radio. Oh, got it! Got it! Got it! 33!
1: Oh, wow. Where did that one go?
4: Wow. Shoei Otani wow. just hit his 33rd home run. Wow. And I've been all over this, and DeSager had it at the top. When I say I've been all over this, I am now the biggest Otani fan on the yeah, planet. You jumped at your big Otani fan in the last 10 minutes. That's right. Um, I still cannot see where this thing landed. It's. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't just hit home runs. He's hit moon shots, and... Oh my gosh, Arnie! I'm so glad that you thought that he was overrated and that he yeah didn't remember what I said that a couple of years ago. It's one of my favorites. It is yeah. uh, legit. I'm like this guy's gonna be a bust. I don't think he had even played a game yet. No, no. It was, well, yeah. the show was today, whatever today was back then. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah Otani hits number 33. So. Uh, here, here's something that I've been debating As we welcome you into hour number two. Yes, we'll get to the NBA finals yeah. coming up. Uh, I got later one thing t-
5: I want to finish up on that too. Also. Oh,
4: okay, Todd Furman's coming up yeah. here in Mirror moments and uh, Jody Oler coming up in our uh, third hour. We've got four tonight, baby. Um, but r- real quick, before you finish up yeah. that thought on the NBA finals, Arnie, in your opinion, best thing going in sports, in baseball at least right now, maybe potentially in sports with what Otani's doing? Oh, absolutely. I love it. There,
5: there's, there's a close second, but nobody's really paying attention to it. Um, but, yeah, what Otani's doing is, is phenomenal. Um, what's going on with the Yankees and Cole after sure. the, we start checking for uh, substance and he's just stinking it up, that, to me, is a big story also. But, yeah, Otani's the big thing, and I can't believe we're not giving it enough. And I know people are like, well, I've talked about it. I hear Rob Parker said, we've been on it. Um, nationally, baseball should be treating it, and I've said this before now, um, like they he did with Sammy Sosa and McGuire. Every time he comes up the bat, there should be live cut-ins uh, so you can see every bat with this guy
4: to see what he's going to do, you know? I love it. You know, early in the season, I fell in love with the Dodgers-Padres matchups because they were so right. fun, and they still right. are, even though the Padres have kind of had the Dodgers numbers recently. But what Otani is doing right now is incredible. And, again, if only he could be on a team that doesn't stink. No offense to all of our uh, – no offense to all of our diehard Angel fans out there, both of you, but it's very exciting to see what's going on right now with Otani. Well, Joey is putting on a hell of a show with the Rangers, and he's stuck on a horrible team right now. You mentioned, as Ben, Meller, uh, ben Maller has taught me in learning yeah. from the Ben Maller School of Broadcasting, the story is always in the loser's locker room, of right? Of course. Well, I don't need all the great stories to be from losing teams. Please, can we get someone stepping up? From a winning team to get behind. The big stories are the Yankees stink. Otani's home runs. Listen, I, I I know Gallo might be a bit of a reach, but what he's doing to Texas right now is pretty incredible. Give me someone on a winning team. Let's go. And no one, if I feel like. Oh, you like, want Arnie, the blue bloods out there, huh? Look at you. I, no, I don't want the blue bloods. I'd love it if they're doing it for the Angels. They're just not winning games. I'd love it if Gallo was doing it for the Rangers. Just not winning games. But I will add this. I will add this yeah. to it. Isn't it kind of fascinating that that truly for major league baseball, one of its biggest stories is the struggles of its marquee franchise, right? I mean, everyone has a way to fix it. I keep trying to project when they're gonna bounce back, Arnie, you live baseball a lot more day to day than I do, but it's hilarious to me that one of the biggest stories in the sport right now is how its marquee franchise, one of its one of its benchmark franchises, just can't get out of its own way right now.
5: And well, you're talking about the Yankees. They're still over 500, but um, it's just been up and down, up and down. And matter of fact, um, I always thought at the beginning of the year that there was a chance they could trade Aaron Judge Uh, and I thought it would be perfect for the Red Sox. You could certainly use a first baseman, but they would never deal with the Red Sox uh, with with somebody of that stature. But they got to figure out something. I I mean, do they want to pay Judge all that type of money? He's injury-prone. They're in fourth place, and Toronto's a pretty damn good team also. Their plus-minus on runs is a minus-three, which is absolutely horrible, uh, especially in that division. I I just don't think they're going to turn it around. Get you breaking down baseball. He's Look at that. Genius, Look at that.
4: Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. All right, uh, a lot of really good tweets back and forth on the NBA Finals, but yeah. did you want to clean well, up yeah, a just, mess and Isle 2? You know that
5: there's a problem when the fans are more popular than the players themselves. You know what Go I mean? You know, well, because if I went out into the streets and say, do you know who Jay Crowder is or Bridges, um, they would probably say no. But if I said, do you know the four-finger sweep Suns fan?" guy that's memeing all over the place on everybody four, knows you, that right. guy. you know what
4: i'm talking about that guy yeah yeah sons and he's a big guy. star he's a he's big com- star that guy he's on cameo now i and i think that's pretty much the confirmation when you become a big star <laughs>
5: is that what is that <laughs> i guess i mean I don't,
4: every college player name image and likeness is on cameo i'd like to know who's ordering them for them if that really, guy see, is such a star chris it
5: i'm like come on now it's getting out of hand with the four finger sweep guy I,
4: I go enough for that guy huh I have a very old man take on that, Arnie. If, like if, if I
5: told you we were going to get him on this show, you would just go, oh, that's going to be great. I love that. I say,
4: say it's going to be. Oh, by the way, big yeah. wreck near the end of the NASCAR race. I know I'm like the only one watching. But, yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. Big time. Big fire right now. NASCAR wow. overtime at uh, Knoxville Speedway. But no. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a fire. It's just a stupid yellow light they have. Arnie, I, I'm i done with Sons and Four guy. I'm done with them. What? We're celebrating a dude punching another guy at a game? <laughs> yes. What are we that's, doing right that's now? What yes,
5: that's what's going on. Yes, that's <laughs> what's
4: happening. I mean, I listen, this happens all the time at Raiders games. We get made fun of for it, and suddenly a guy knocks knocks some dude silly that's off balance, and he's a hero, and he uh, – oh, I mean, listen, I told you this is my old man's – I'm done with this. I hey. used to get in the fights at games way before this guy ever did. <laughs> I, I remember I
5: was at the forum for the Kings and the Flyers, uh-huh. and the Flyers had like a 10-year winning streak against the Kings. And I decided that me and a bunch of friends all put on Flyer jerseys, and they were like throwing hot dogs at us. And um, a, a group of guys chased
4: us out of the arena, and we had to run for our cars and get out of there. Well, but I was but doing this way back then. See, if you were smart, you just would have grabbed the guy and punched him a few times in the face and said, yeah. oh, who are you rooting for that night? held up
5: your- like a couple of fingers going, sweeping.
4: Four, it's three four. Four, three four, four I mean, I, I, that guy's I gonna make it. like a serious dough because of that, you know? Sure, absolutely. You, you, I, I have a prediction on that too. At some point, a celebrity boxing match where he ends up oh. fighting the Utah Jazz fan. Uh, the headline of like Jake Paul versus I don't know any YouTube stars I just watched If I, if I
5: ask millennials, knows. do you know Jay Crowder or Four Finger Sweep guy? Who do you think?
4: Suns Suns and Four guy. That's 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 what he is, Arnie. Not Four Finger Sweep guy. Suns and Four uh, guy. Come on. All right. Well, let's let's get to the hate yes, then real yes. quick before we get to Todd Furman. Uh, Allen's on fire tonight, so I'll give him one more here. Just stop. Of course, people care. Let me stop right there real quick before yeah. I read the rest of his tweet. We never said people didn't care. They don't care in the numbers that they typically do for an NBA Finals. You bet people care in Phoenix and people care in Milwaukee. But is is the average sports fan drawn to this? Is the non-diehard owner of NBA League Pass drawn to this? I I think it's a resounding no so far. Yeah, of course right? it's a no. They're, they're but they're but to say that we would ever say nobody cares, well, of course somebody cares. They have – two full arenas when they're playing the games somebody actually absolutely cares but from the perspective of bringing more people to the sport no 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 but all that you sound like basketball is a niche or niche sport like it's not the second most popular sport in the world behind soccer. Oh, it my isn't. gosh. No, stop it. Uh, stop you're having it. a hard time if selling it. If you weren't here, I'd fire is, you right now. Is BS. You started the show with NBA, not MLB. You're pandering. Actually, wow. we started the show with Arnie complaining about not liking the NBA finals. And I said something about football, too. Right, and then we ended up talking about football. Um, here's the thing. If, if people complain about soccer, now I was like, oh, we're the world's second most popular sport. Uh, stop. Hey, you're, we're talking about a finals that unfortunately a majority of non-NBA loving fans couldn't care less about. And usually when you get to the finals, you want to draw in. When you get to the playoffs, you're drawing in people that wouldn't normally watch your sport. That's That's where you continue to grow the sport, increase the ratings, increase the money that comes in. When
5: we talked to Doug Russell in hour one, he said that he's never seen Milwaukee like this. I was a little surprised. I mean, the Brewers did have a little bit of success, and I I was thinking more about the Packers. Doesn't that kind of count as um,
4: a little bit of Milwaukee? I know Uh, they're up in Green Bay, but it's only like a two-hour drive or something. Well, yeah, it's a two-hour drive. I mean, it's not like they're going to be flooding the streets for something two hours away, but I get what you're saying. No, but that counts too, though. I will – I will say this. I will say this. I don't know why you're surprised that Milwaukee wouldn't be on fire for this. I don't know why that surprises you at all. Because well, the, that wasn't is... they're down a couple of games. I th- again,
5: if Giannis was hurt a little bit more, and he had a bad game. Then I think it'd really be down. But now the I, fact he had 42,
4: I don't think I don't think they would tap out even if that. I mean, we're not wow. We're, well, but we're not talking about it. No offense, Milwaukee, but we're not talking about a city that is consistently battling for championships they're not spoiled they don't just want the blue bloods like you do arnie they want they want to embrace this while they can right Well, you would think so if so yeah, you they say are. they're not going to get
5: back in for a while so they better hey, enjoy it this now. is, is that what you're this is no
4: no no yeah, just, yeah, that's hey. what it sounds like no it's not it's hey we're here arnie Spanier might think it sucks Twitter might complain about it, but guess what? We're losing our ever loving minds going bleeping crazy over this because we want to celebrate a title. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I, I Let me tell you something. I used to go to Milwaukee a lot. I lived about like 45 minutes ago. Is there, there a city that you haven't been to a lot? No, I think I live just about everywhere. Okay. I'm just uh, wanting And to make I love sure.
5: going up there, man. We had a blast. I'd, I'd go up to Milwaukee before I'd go down to Chicago from where I lived, and it was like the, the same distance. But um, yeah, I was a little surprised because you're down to nothing. Um, it doesn't look very good. I think it's over. Um, I'm sure the crowd is going to be electric on Sunday. I really can't wait to see because it's been fantastic in Phoenix. So I want to see what it's going to be like in Milwaukee.
4: Oh, well, why yeah. would they go? They've lost the first <laughs> two games. Stop it's it. over. That's what you just said. And then you just say, oh, I can't well, wait to show's see what the crowd. Well, t- the is show's going to be like. today. I oh, got to tell you what it's gosh, like today. You're a walking contradiction. Mason Mahler writes The yeah. fans are more popular than the players. For finger the guy. Four finger our- guy. Four finger guy. You don't even get his name right. Who yeah. the hell is Arnie talking to? That's a bunch of crap. But typical of a baseball geek, wow. who's jealous of the popularity of the NBA. More kids, more kids know more about playoff P than <laughs> Otani and Trout combined. stopped hating. Well, that that's true. He's
5: right about that. More people know about him than Otani and I mean, geez. Trout, Trout
4: could go ahead and put on jeans and a T-shirt and walk around LA, and nobody would know who the hell he was. Well, and of course, he hasn't really been playing too much this year. But the point is, this is a dude that everyone talks about. Should be the face of baseball. And then he's too boring and no one knows who he is. And one more quick tweet before we grab our first break of hour number two. Uh, Oh, I I like this one a little bit better. This, uh, This is a good question on ratings. This is from Stinka, who writes, Why does the media care so much about NBA ratings? None of us are getting bonuses based off it. Maybe Adam Silver will. He's not cutting me a check. I am enjoying your show tonight, Arnie.
5: Um, You know what? I don't know if a lot of listeners, I would say a small majority kind of care about it. Um, just to see how many people are watching and checking it out. I don't know if the whole audience really, it bothers them or not. If their teams are in the finals, I think they could care less.
4: Like if my if my, if my Knicks are in the finals, I don't care if I was the only one watching it. It wouldn't make a difference to me. And I think that's the perspective yeah. of when you see people that are flying in tonight and saying, how dare you? I've watched every minute of it. Well, of course, you're a Suns fan or a Bucks fan or a diehard NBA fan, and you just love hoop. You know what they should have done for this final, since it was Mo- Milwaukee and Phoenix.
5: We should just add an experiment and go back to the old days where we just do it on tape delay and see if that bothered anybody.
4: <laughs> see, I was wondering if, it, in order to keep these start times normal, yes, if they yes. could just kind of block Twitter and tape delay the start uh, of the of the game on the West delay. Coast, right? Like they do with every that? single TV show. It's like, no spoiler oh. alerts. Don't let me know what's happening. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're ever, sports are too damn popular for that. But listen, I. I'm infatuated with ratings, and I still haven't figured out in my life why, but ratings tell you who's watching. And we know the NBA has a core audience. I mean, we talk about it nonstop here on Fox Sports Radio, right? So it's obvious people care, but ratings matter for advertisers, and advertisers matter because then – that brings more money to the TV networks that allow them to spend more money on certain TV products. It's a beautiful combination of capitalism. So that's why ratings matter. And you know, the NBA's not going away. I, I think that's my no. that's my favorite thing. Oh, the NBA is dying, and the NBA is this, and we're tired of uh, we're tired of uh, bending the knee to China and this, whatever it might be, Arnie. But it's not going anywhere. No, we're it's gonna not like it's four. magically going to disappear from your TV one day. It's no, like, we're oh, going to get
5: folded. We're going to get four new teams. We're gonna, we'll go and get one in Las Vegas. We'll get one back up in Seattle. Uh, Why do we need four? Maybe... Just get two. Get it to 32. Well, I wanted to get Kansas City, Omaha Kings back. I wanted to get oh, one in there. Gosh. Can... Can we do that? Maybe Nashville got a you know oh well, they have one in Memphis
4: but whatever I would love to see one in Nashville though I think that'd be great I think they'll get two more though listen and one in one in Burlington Vermont coming up Arnie at the bottom <laughs> of the hour I actually want to get in to what Adam Silver said this week about expansion because I found it to be shocking how little conversation there actually was but when we come back a man who hails from a city that might be the home. Ugh. Of the next NBA team, our man, Todd Furman, right here, Arnie and Plank, sitting in for Jason and Mike on a Friday night on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
6: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com
4: Boy, what a thrill for Todd Furman as oh, yes. Jason and Mike have the night off with Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, he gets a chance to talk to us potentially twice in one week, and I'm sure that wow. I, I can just sense the enthusiasm from Todd Furman emanating from Vegas. Todd, how's your week been, man? What's going on?
3: No complaints, gentlemen. I'm going to do everything I can to avoid the craziness of a big UFC fight weekend that will take over the Strip. Uh, And, of course, we have the Garth Brook concert as well at Allegiant Stadium. So for anybody who finds themselves traveling to Las Vegas, uh, would not want to be on Interstate 15 between Russell Road and Flamingo anytime throughout the day tomorrow.
5: Hey, Todd, by the way, what kind of odds could I have gotten that somebody would walk on the course, take a six-iron from Rory McIlroy, and then swing it around a little bit? Uh,
3: I mean, these days in sports, aren't I feel like I have to make fan involvement about an even-money proposition, depending on the caliber of event. Uh, But definitely one of the more awkward experiences you're going to see. You're glad it ended up safely. Uh, But we clearly need a separation of church and state, and you hope that security for golf tournaments going forward and other sporting events are able to uh, keep all the competitors safe so they feel comfortable. Well, I,
5: I may play in uh, Game 3 of the NBA Finals. I haven't decided yet. If I can find a good uniform that fits me, I may just go onto the court. So uh,
3: I'm pretty sure you'll stick out like a sore thumb on You'll have a better <laughs> chance to infiltrate the golf course for a second-tier tournament. You might fit in perfectly at the John Deere. I think people are going to be able to spot you if you don Bucks or Suns attire uh, for Game 3 Sunday night.
4: Uh, Todd, I want to do some local Las Vegas radio real quick because yeah. this is legit – The first major event in Allegiant Stadium with the Garth Garth Brooks concert this weekend. Are you intrigued by traffic flow? I mean, Mark Davis had always talked about ingress, egress. I mean, how much of a mess is this going to be as a precursor to what Raider games might look like?
3: I can only begin to imagine. Now, last weekend, you did have an Illenium concert. I know that's right in Arnie's wheelhouse, being the (laughs) huge EDM fan that he is, (laughs) that brought in about 30,000 folks. But with T-Mobile filled to the gills and uh, Allegiant Stadium you know, damn near close to a sellout, it should be interesting. But one thing I will give the city credit for, you know, I can get out of my seat to T-Mobile after a Golden Knights game, walk to my car, and get to my home about 15-20 minutes from the Strip, all in about a 30-minute window. So that is significantly better than what it used to take me growing up, leaving the Chicago Stadium after Blackhawks or Bulls games. Uh, We're trying to get out of Wrigleyville to head to the northern suburbs. So Vegas is built for these kind of events. We'll see if they can handle two that go on concurrently tomorrow night.
5: Todd, what about the fight McGregor? Are you getting pumped up? Is the city just pumped up for that one, or is it uh, coming down a little bit? Was McGregor's, you know, what is he lost like four fights out of his last eight or something? That's
3: been there's always a lot of uh, entertainment, energy, and everything else that comes with a big fight. Now, big boxing prize fights typically will bring it a little bit more than UFC, uh, but when Conor McGregor fights, there's no doubt it's an event. You talked a little bit about him losing some luster. We'll see if we get Conor back in the 2014 form more so than what he looked like in the sequel where he was a lot friendlier uh, as far <laughs> as the press conferences were concerned and just didn't appear intent on really making a statement with Dustin Poirier, but I I think his pride has been a little bit wounded, and we'll see what we get. But one thing I can tell you is McGregor has moved from a $1.20 favorite when this number opened up now into the plus 120 underdog role. Wow. So, better's not all that impressed. We'll see where that price closes as we inch closer about, well, let's call it 24 hours from now until those guys will enter the octagon.
4: learn me up here why do you think that is is it when they saw him during weigh-ins has he had any public workouts is there a lot of pre-fight buzz that builds on the gambling side of things from, from the sharps I mean Todd why would we see a move that big
3: Uh, I think is a little bit overvalued based on name recognition, and it puts odds makers in a tough spot, knowing that the recreational better typically wants to bet him. Professional betters will come in with a significantly different mindset, Uh, and what we've seen in the past that probably won't be true this weekend is typically a huge influx of Irish money, as folks want to come from across the pond to watch Conor fight, with travel restrictions still very much in play. I'm not quite sure you're going to see that 23rd hour money uh, start to come in on Conor, so the closing price there will be pretty telling if there's no buyback, and the number continues to leak out.
5: Todd, over to the NBA. I think ratings and betting is kind of like the same thing. Um, you don't have two blue bloods in there. Ratings will be down. Betting, I think, is going to be down. If the if the Lakers are playing the Nets, i got to assume there will be more bets. A lot of money coming in on these finals or not really?
3: You know, it's always going to be a star-driven sport. And when you don't have some of the marquee players in the game and some of those marquee franchises, uh, it's going to have a negative overall impact. And I think whether people want to admit it or not, and they say, oh, smaller markets can compete just the same way, the ratings uh, tell you a very different story. And you're right, Arnie, when people aren't interested in watching, the betting handle is typically a direct correlation of that. So folks are happy with having you know, two teams potentially break through and win elusive championships. But Giannis and Chris Paul, not nearly the same cachet as LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the trio of Brooklyn Nets if we got a you know, cross-country showdown between the Lakers and Nets.
4: Wow. Todd, are you uh, putting much into these early college football lines yet? Or are we going to wait until <laughs> at least we get to camp?
3: I'm doing a little bit here and there trying to figure out where there's a little bit of opportunity I can tell you from game of the year numbers that opened versus what the spreads look like now you have seen some moves Alabama from less than a two touchdown favorite where it opened at some shops uh, upwards of 17 and a half trending towards 19 of course we'll anxiously wait to see what the reports are about the Eric King and the health of his knee and availability for game one you've seen a little bit of appetite fading the Texas Longhorns in their season opener against Louisiana that may be as much of an opportunity to sell texas as it is to buy louisiana given what we saw from them in the non-conference so that price from 13 down to nine and a half uh and a group of five matchup that i think will be fascinating uh, as both programs break in new head coaches in boise state and ucf that number was as high as seven and a half eight we're now seeing ucf in that three and a half four range Uh, i think gus will be a perfect fit down there with an nfl caliber quarterback Uh, but let's see what we're able to get out of ucf in their season debut Oh,
5: Todd, I'll tell you so much going on right now. Any Olympic stuff that you could bet on? I mean, it's right around the corner. The uh, basketball team, anything we could bet on the Olympics or do we have to wait for the, the day of the event?
3: No, there are some uh, props that are out there, typically gold medal counts uh, as much as anything else. There are futures that I've seen to win the gold medal for some of the marquee events, typically the men's and women's basketball. But as far as the individual track and field events, gymnastics and whatnot, those prices will come up a little bit later. Uh, it's typically a niche market uh, that odds makers don't want to try and put numbers up way too early and aggressively, knowing that no recreational better here as we sit here on July 9th is running to try and bet who's going to win you know, medals in the uneven bars. Uh, That'll be to someone with slightly (laughs) higher level of sophistication.
4: (laughs) Love it. Hey, are you watching dirt racing tonight, Ty? Do we have any money on the trucks this evening or no?
3: I have no money on the trucks, but I'm trying to figure out when this race might ultimately end. This honestly, Chris, feels like Arnie when he takes all of his family members out there and they're tooling around on Interstate 89 (laughs) after the first snowstorm up in his neck of the woods. This is exactly what I envision it looks like.
4: Oh, it's I been fascinating it, to watch. Fascinating to watch. All right, Todd, we appreciate it, man. Always love the information. Can't wait to talk again on Sunday night, But Have a great weekend. Uh,
3: always a pleasure, gents. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Todd. Todd Take Furman. care, buddy.
4: Uh, he joins us. Well, he joins Jason and Mike every single Friday night. He joins Arnie and I every Sunday night in hour number two, which is the 1120 Central time slot, God's Time Zone. guest
6: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
4: It's Arnie and Plank in for Jason and Mike here on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, I keep wanting to say Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Knoxville, Iowa, which is get it uh, right. You don't I'm sure you knew. Where the uh, Sprint Car <laughs> Hall of Fame is a lot. It's a it's the first time the trucks have ever raced there. Here's why they keep wrecking because they can't get lined up to finish the race. So we'll be watching it and following along here as everyone is on Fox Sports 1. So Adam Silver yeah. this week, right before I think game one of the NBA Finals, had a pretty fascinating state of the league address. Uh, there was a lot of things through it that was you know pretty much understood. Hey, uh, happy to to get the season in. Not, not really a lot of details on the finances, right? They, they said they're still kind of working through that. Um, there was there was some pretty decent stuff about load management, which I found to be pretty fascinating, and whether or not he thinks it works. Here's here's what the commissioner had to say about load management in the NBA and whether or not it's here this to stay. Is
1: not something that's been talked
4: a
3: lot about in the context of injuries, but resting is up over 100% this season from last season. The issue which we're trying to get to the root of is – does resting work, frankly? Does load management work? And there's different theories out there on it. And what's most surprising, as I said, it's it's not just about injuries up this season. We've seen this upward trend for several years. And you'd like to believe that with the investment, the level of sophistication, the number of doctors, the, the amount of analytics we look at, the, the data we're able to collect that we couldn't in the, in the old days, that we, putting the pandemic aside, would have seen improvements. And we haven't seen that yet.
4: So, in other words, uh, I think what he's trying to say, Arnie, yeah. is that load management doesn't work. Well, of right? course that he's going to say that. Away. He has right. to
5: be, he has to be very gentle in saying that because if he comes out and goes, this has got to stop. You're killing the game. Um, it's just going to make matters worse. It's up over a hundred percent. That I did not know. I know. And it's okay. going to get worse. It really is. You can see now, now that we're taking what 10 teams into the playoffs, but you really want to go ahead and finish what in the top 12 to uh, 10, is it now? You yeah. really want to finish in the top eight or whatever it is. Um, or top six, so you don't have to play that extra game. People are going to do load management all over the place. It's just going to get worse and worse. Teams are going to conserve, and they're going to get ready for a playoff run. So they're not going to worry about what position you're in because it doesn't make a difference if you're a number one or two or three seed. Um, You just
4: steal a game, and then you've taken away that home court advantage. The thing, though, that really stood out to me, and I don't know why, um, but it was expansion or maybe the lack thereof from an expansion conversation. I think – The question was asked, hey, uh, expansion, we've talked about the potential of the hefty franchise fees that could be attached to it, and... Big time. And, Arnie, we are talking about a league that we think is... Because they didn't have any hard numbers on the effect of the pandemic on the bottom line. But when he was asked about expansion, Adam Silver kind of shot it down a little bit. Quote, we're certainly not suggesting we're locked at 30 teams, but... Apart from broadening the scope of the league's appeal, expansion is a financial choice between the hefty fees to new franchises and added, market, and added markets would generate versus splitting revenues among, say, 32 members rather than 30. Now, that I, that's a big college football conference expansion point. Well, wait, why would, would we want to add more teams when we would just be splitting more money? Why would we want to bring anchors like Arizona and Arizona State to the Big 12? We just have to pay them more money. Because those new teams are are paying big money to come on in. And you're hoping they're bringing you markets. That would help raise the overall revenues of the game, right?
5: Well, yes, that I understand. But, you know, right off the bat, they're paying such a high fee to get on in, and you're splitting that money, right, among the other teams. Uh, does not work
4: out at the end or, or no, sure. the two you teams think? that you got to split it to is just too much to take. I, I don't, here's the thing. I'm going to be fascinated to see if the Minnesota situation. And by the way, I just want to make this very clear for our boss and diehard Minnesota fan. Oh, you're I not going to start they, sucking up if, the head now. are you? If they take the Timberwolves out of Minnesota, I am done with the oh, NBA. They're good as gone, but I think they're monitoring what's happening in Minnesota. I think that's why Adam Silver didn't just say, yeah, we're bringing in two more teams because I think they all target Las Vegas, right? And if you're targeting the potential of Las Vegas to bring in an NBA team, and yes, I know it would be a delicate balance, but team share hockey and NBA arenas all across the league and the association – but I think they look at, at the potential of, of Vegas. I think they look at the potential of Seattle. What would the viability be of, of Nashville, as you brought up Arnie? Memphis is very close. And what other markets then might be interested? So they have to monitor what's going on in Minnesota because isn't that rumor that if the Timberwolves basically take a shared, uh, chair to the back of Minnesota that everyone's kind of earmarked them for Vegas, right? I would think
5: so. That has to be the biggest one right now. That's got to be the number one city that's got to be filled in. But I'm still wondering, are we going to give one back to Seattle? I think sure. that's important. I mean, we got to get that straightened out. I'm, you hear so many rumors about that. Um, and I think they could go ahead and add another couple of cities. Well, yeah, what about like Albuquerque or something like that? I mean, there's other big cities
4: that have not had a, a team. What about getting one back in Kansas City or something like that? I, I think, you no, know, Kansas City would, you have to look at what kind of facility they have. And Kansas City has a great facility. It's no longer the Sprint Center, and it's just stuck as the Sprint Center in my head. But uh, Kansas City's got a great downtown arena. You know, that would be a great option. What about Buffalo? Okay, why not Buffalo? They had the Clippers.
5: Well, they had the Buffalo Braves, who went to be the San Diego Clippers, now the L.A. Clippers. Is there a thirst for the NBA, Arnie, in your area? I think in Buffalo there might be, but in, in my area... Um, not enough uh, not enough people around here in the like
4: uh, Vermont, New Hampshire area. Uh, they got the Celtics uh, real close. That's about it. At Bill's Mafia 1985, our man Paul writes, let's bring the NBA back to Buffalo. Once global warming really takes hold, fingers crossed, everyone is going to be moving back to the Northeast.
2: <laughs>
4: I, I do. I think it's inevitable. Uh, I, I do think the NBA will look to expand. I think it will then be fascinating to see what they do in moving teams from the West to the East? I mean, does Oklahoma City then move to the Eastern Conference because they they bring in two teams in Seattle and Vegas in the West? I don't know. I I don't know. I promise you I'm going to be closer to Major League Baseball
5: than you even imagine. Forget about the Red Sox. I'm waiting for the Expos or Montreal. Um, That's like an hour, hour and a half from my house. So I think that's going to be one of the next spots for
4: expansion for unless Tampa moves up there. I think that's going to happen for baseball. Um, You know what? It's funny. It's funny to me because, in my opinion, I dig, I dig the idea of these teams playing in unique places, right? Um, you, you talked about the the Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo and so on and so forth. Arnie, did, it, did you find it shocking that there's still concern over whether or not the Raptors will still be playing in Toronto next year? I I can't believe it. First of all,
5: I thought they were going to open up the entire arena to the Montreal Canadian fans who only were allowed to have thirty two hundred or something like that, thirty five hundred fans inside, but they had a hundred thousand fans outside, all crammed together, um, trying to, you know, watch the game on big screens and stuff like that. I thought they were gonna open up the border and I live about about a half hour from the border. I thought it was going to be on the 21st, July 21st. I'm waiting to see if I'm right. My mother-in-law's got a house in Canada, so she's uh, it's been a while since she's been up to it, and she's going to be staying
4: at my house if, if she can't get back to, if they don't open up the border. So they better do it real quick, Chris, that's for sure. <laughs> when we come back, in uh, for Jason and Mike, it's Arnie and Plank. Let's dive into your tweets. And again, Shai Otani has hit home run number 33 on this wow. season. He is must-see TV. We'll bring Break it down next. The numbers are in on his most recent bomb, and it's deep. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports
1: Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, weekdays at 10 PM Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
4: It's Arnie Plank on Fox Sports Radio sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Uh, And his best friend Mike Harmon. You gotta say it like that. I can't. I can't. No, you can't do that. I'm an ass man. I, wow. I can't allow myself to do that. That's trademarked stuff. Okay, my bad. So you gotta stay with it. Uh Eric writes on Twitter at Eric from CLT. The Vegas TV market is tiny. Is this really great market? Is this really a great market except for the NFL with the mega network deal? I've I've wondered that. I think part of it is just the willingness that the city has had and now the ability to to bring in teams, but also in that, Arnie, to build incredible facilities. Well, what, I mean, what's that's a better? state-of-the-art arena for hockey. That's a state-of-the-art arena for the NFL. Well, what's better when you're
5: bringing in, let's say, an NBA to a tiny market like Las Vegas, according to the Texter, or if you went to a major city and put the second team in, um, you know, like we have two teams in Los Angeles with the Clippers and the Lakers and uh, stuff like that. Would it be able to go to Chicago and put a second
4: si- uh, team in or something like that? Okay, Why are you uh, infatuated with that, bringing a second team to another market? Well, like, this is a conversation that, you know, that always comes up when we talk about expansion.
2: Well,
5: because people are like, well, you know, if, if it's not going to, you know, is it going to work? in a tiny city is the money going to be there well the only other answer is putting a second team in, a, in in another city which by the way it's worked out pretty well in Los Angeles has it not between the Clippers and the Lakers if you well, ask them
4: it worked out pretty well in Los Angeles when they finally got the right owner yeah when well, they finally there. got a team back there after yeah, a while I mean it, you, you are looking at the Clippers. Dodgers is Angels is that A's, working? Giants. Could, could the Angels be more successful in another market? than sharing it with the Dodgers? Are they ever going to supplant the Dodgers? But well, where would they go that they'd be more successful than I, Southern California? I'm just asking. Yeah. No, the answer's no. Why not? You don't think what? that they... You th- Oh, are, are the Angels knocking down the popularity polls right now? Nah, but I would say they're in maybe top ten. You think the Angels are a top ten they franchise so, in Major League so Baseball for so long, but they've got two big name brands to to put out there. They're they're only known right now because Otani's hitting bombs, and you're right that adds to it. But I I mean, I think sometimes you look at just put two cities in a major market. Okay, well you already have an established team usually in that market. The only I think the only place that you look at just off the top of my head is like New York with Mets and Yankees. Right, I mean, they've 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 seemingly always battled each other for popularity. They both have a distinct, passionate, strong fan base in the city. I feel like when you put two teams in the same city, Arnie, one team always supersedes the other in fan base and popularity. Now, some would argue it just takes a matter of, of, of pouring in the money to them. Right. But would you rather see a second team, like you mentioned, in Chicago, as opposed to going somewhere like Seattle no, again or I, Vegas? I,
5: I, actually, I wouldn't. I just brought it up, but I, I, I think, think it's a fair point. Yeah. Well, I, I still think that, uh, you know, having new cities I would like to go ahead and bring NBA back to Buffalo or back to Seattle or give one to Nashville or Albuquerque or wherever, uh, New Orleans. And uh, well, they have got, they've got a team. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know, just doing something like that, um, before I go ahead and give it to a second, uh, second team in the city.
4: Well, and, and again, I, it, I think Vegas is still in a lot of ways a work in progress as a professional sports town, right? We're going to see incredible crowds for the Raiders next year. The Golden State – what am I talking about? The Golden Knights, I mean, they are born on third base. Your oh, first geez, hockey team goes me, to the yeah. Stanley Cup Finals, right? I mean, you, you had a more perfect situation than when Oklahoma City got the thunder to where, you know, one year bad season, then Oklahoma City is going to the playoffs and then the Western Conference Finals and NBA Finals. I mean, basically in Vegas – or they started the Stanley Cup Finals, so time uh, will tell. But, I mean, I, I think that Vegas is going to be good for the Raiders because they have a home. I think it'll be interesting to see if they get in the game of trying to get the – I think one of the first tweets we got to the show tonight, Arnie, was Johnny tweeting at us and saying, A's to Vegas. Well, I mean, Vegas has been a great AAA town, yeah. but that's a that's a pretty big An stat. awesome AAA town, an awesome one. Actually, right, for so would that end up putting them in a position to where – Okay. You know, we've been sold on what you did with the Knights. Let's bring more there. I'll just give you an example. Listen, Oklahoma City doesn't have casinos, and I know more about it because I live here, but you don't see people saying because the Thunder have been a success, we need to get more teams there, right? (laughs) Just it doesn't happen. So I'll be – and obviously Vegas is not a comparison to anywhere because of the casinos, because of the tourism, because of the hotels. But I just think when you're talking NBA expansion, I think that's one of the markets because – They've built a facility that can host it. That's got the ingress egress down. That's that's been there with the Stanley cup and specifically with the golden Knights. I just, I think it's going to be a perfect fit for someone. If that's an expansion team. Great. If it's a team moving there, Look out, because does it move from somewhere like the NFL did when the Browns went to the Ravens that they end up putting a a team in the city they left? It's a fascinating conversation, but we've got a long way to go on that front. Hour three, coming up next with Arnie and Plank on Fox
2: Sports Radio.